Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Coffee Break German. Lesson 24. Hallo zusammen und herzlich willkommen zu Coffee Break German, der Kurs, der euch hilft, euer Deutsch zu verbessern. This is indeed the course that will help you to improve your German. At least that's what Thomas explained before we started the lesson. Let's hear that phrase again. Der Kurs, der euch hilft, euer Deutsch zu verbessern. So we've heard verbessern before. Der Kurs, the course, der euch hilft, that, that helps you, that helps you. To improve your German, euer Deutsch zu verbessern. Excellent. And of course, the verb goes right to the end. Anyway, we're back with another lesson. And this time, we're going to be tackling quite a tricky subject, something that is quite difficult to do when you're learning a foreign language, using the phone. Also, es ist Zeit anzufangen. It's time to begin. Los geht's. Los geht's. We don't have time for a review today, but Mark, can you just remember the phrase you have to take the pills? It was Sie müssen diese Tabletten Tablette? Tabletten? Tabletten nehmen. Very good. Sie müssen. You have to. Sie müssen. So it's the same as you must. Yes. And I suppose it comes from the same root. Sie müssen, you must. How do you say you must when you're talking about The you informal. Du musst. It's even more like must. Du musst. Du musst. And so for me to say I must. Ich muss. Ich muss. Ich muss. Ich muss. So it's ich muss. Du musst. Um, he or she must. Er, sie muss. So that's the same as the I one, yeah? Yeah. So er, sie muss. And then... Sie müssen. Sie müssen. Ah, sie müssen. Müssen. So let's just get those again. Sie müssen. Sie müssen. But ich muss. Ich muss. So there's a difference in the vowel sound there. Sie müssen, but ich muss. Ü and U. Okay, it's quite tricky to get that, especially when you're listening to this um, and you can't see it written down or anything like that. But they are spelt differently, of course. Yes. So, sie müssen has the umlaut, the two little dots above it. Yeah. And ich muss. No dots. No dots, no umlaut. Okay, so am I right in thinking that this is one of our modal verbs? Yeah. You can, for example, say, ich muss ein Ticket kaufen. I have to buy a ticket. Let's hear that again. Ich muss ein Ticket kaufen. Ich muss ein Ticket kaufen. Ich muss ein Ticket kaufen. And... Changing this to I can, as opposed to I have to or I must, I could say ich kann ein Ticket kaufen. Yeah. Or turning it around into a question, kann ich ein Ticket kaufen? Exactly. Or wo kann ich ein Ticket kaufen? 
Very good. So we're extending our phrases here by adding in words and changing our things around. And the most important thing, I guess, with modal verbs is that we need to remember where the infinitive goes, where the thing that you have to or can or want to do goes. Always at the end. Always at the end. So, for example, in the context of a phone call, you could ask, Kann ich mit Steffi sprechen? Kann ich mit Steffi sprechen? We already know sprechen, it's to speak. So to can, to, yeah. can I speak to Steffi? Kann ich mit Steffi sprechen? And it's interesting there because you said mit, kann ich mit Steffi sprechen? And in English we would be more likely to say can I speak to Steffi rather than with, mit is with. That's right, but in Germany we more speak with people, not to people. Or at people, I guess. So, uh, kann ich mit Steffi sprechen? I, I could say, ich muss mit Steffi sprechen, I guess, too. Yeah, that's right. Another modal verb you could use is darf. It's about asking permission. So, darf ich mit Steffi sprechen? May I speak to Steffi? Okay, so, darf ich mit Steffi sprechen? Darf ich mit Steffi sprechen? Which infinitive does that come from? Dürfen. Dürfen. Darf ich mit Steffi sprechen? Darf ich mit Steffi sprechen? Could I say, darf ich mit Frau Schmidt sprechen? Ja, in a more formal context. And darf ich mit Herr Schmidt? Almost. One thing you have to remember is the mit always takes the dative. So Herr in the dative is Herren. Herren. You just add an N at the end. Herren. So darf ich mit Herrn Schmidt sprechen. Darf ich mit Herrn Schmidt sprechen? Or kann ich mit Herrn Schmidt sprechen? Kann ich mit Herrn Schmidt sprechen? Now, as we said, the topic of today's lesson is phoning people, so perhaps we're getting a little ahead of ourselves asking to be to, to speak to someone. How would you answer the phone? How do you lift up the phone and say hello? Is there a particular word that you use in German? I think it depends, but if it's more officially, we'd say guten Tag. My name is Frau Müller. So you say hello and then introduce yourself normally. Okay, so if 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 you're in work in a work situation, guten Tag, my name is whatever. What about if you're at home? You can just say hello or in Bavaria, servus. 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 Hello. Okay. So I've answered the phone. I've said hello or guten Tag. And you've asked, can I speak with Mr. Schmidt? Kann ich mit Herrn Schmidt sprechen? How would I say, who is speaking, please? Wer ist am Apparat oder mit wem spreche ich? Right, let's take those separately. See the first one? Wer ist am Apparat? So, wer, that's a, that's a new word. I don't think we've had that one before. Ah, yeah, I think you're right. Who? Who. So, wer, which looks like where, doesn't mean where, but who, who. Okay, where is, of course, wo. Which kind of looks a little bit like who. Anyway, <laughs> we'll not go there. But wer means who. So who is? Am Apparat. Am Apparat. What does am Apparat mean? It means on the phone. But Apparat doesn't mean phone. Telephone means phone. Okay, but you wouldn't say am Telefon. You can say it, but it's more likely to say wer ist am Apparat. Wer ist am Apparat. Is it like apparatus, as in the phone apparatus? Yeah, it describes the actual the machine. Yeah. Okay. Um, and the other one? Mit wem spreche ich? 
So is that with whom am I speaking? Yeah, and whom in the dative. So interesting there. Mit wem, whom becomes wem, but yeah. who is wer. Yeah. So you can say mit wer spreche ich. It has to be mit wem because it's dative and it's whom in English. Exactly. Okay. So mit wem spreche ich or wer ist am Apparat? Mit wem spreche ich? Wer ist am Apparat? And in answer to that question, I could say, my name is Donald. Ich heiße Donald. Or you could say, Sie sprechen mit Frau Fischer. Sie sprechen mit Frau Fischer. Uh, you are speaking with Mrs. Fischer. Yes, exactly. One other thing that came to my mind is, you might have to spell your name, especially when you phone a German company, but you don't have a German name. So spelling is something that we've not done yet. Um, it's perhaps strange that it's taken us till lesson 24 to spell some words, but we really need to learn the alphabet in, in German to in order to spell things. Um, can we do the alphabet quickly just by going through the letters? So we'll take them in groups of four. The alphabet is das Alphabet. Das Alphabet. And it's A, B, C, D. A, B, C, D. E, F, G, H. E, F, G, H. I, J, K, L. I, J, K, L. M, N, O, P. M, N, O, P. Q, R, S, T. Q, R, S, T. U, V, W. U, V, W. X, Y, Z. X, Y, Z. X, Y, Z. Okay, there are a few letters in there that I want to come back to. First of all, the letter C. 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 So it's a T sound. C. C. And there's also the letter H. What was H again? Ha. Ha. Okay. And then Jai. Yot. Yot. Then there, we'll, we'll jump straight to Y. What was Y? Upsilon. 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 That's named after the Greek letter, I guess. Yes. Upsilon. And then there's a tricky one in here because V and W are a little strange. Let's go for V. V. And W. V. So you might be expecting V in English to be V in German, but it's not. It's V. V. And that's a reminder that V, when it's written down, is pronounced as a F sound, like an F. And we've heard this in der Vater. Der Vater. And then W, which is V, and W is pronounced as a V sound in English. So we've already come across... Wo, wer, was. Lots of question words. Wo, wer, was, and so on. And it's interesting because sometimes German speakers, when they're speaking in English, have difficulty working out whether it's a V sound or a W sound. 
So you may once or twice have heard Thomas talk about village or something like that. Visit. <laughs> Visit and so on. I'm teasing you. That's not fair. Okay. So if you're asked your name, you may also be asked how to spell it. And what would that question be? Wie buchstabiert man das? Wie buchstabiert man das? Wie buchstabiert man das? How do you spell it? So to spell is? Buchstabieren. Buchstabieren. That's a tricky word. Buchstabieren. It comes from der Buchstabe, the letter. Okay. Buchstabieren. Buchstabieren. Wie buchstabiert man das? Or you could also hear, können Sie das buchstabieren? Können Sie das buchstabieren? Können Sie das buchstabieren? Okay, we'll leave the practice of spelling until the next lesson because we want to get a few more things into this lesson. I've spelled my name, so you ask me, how do I spell my name? Können Sie das bitte buchstabieren? P-E-N-T-L-E-T-O-N Sehr gut, danke. And so I've spelled my name and you say, just a moment please or hold on. Einen Moment bitte. Einen Moment, bitte. Einen Moment, bitte. It's accusative? Yes, because it's Können Sie einen Moment warten, for example. Can you please wait a moment? Okay, so einen Moment, bitte. And then at that point, I might be able to speak to Herr Schmidt or Frau Schmidt or whoever I'm, I'm trying to speak to. But what if Herr Schmidt is not there? You might say, Leider ist Herr Schmidt nicht verfügbar. He's not available. So that started with Leider. Unfortunately. We've come across that one before. And then you turn around the verbs. So leider ist Herr Schmidt. What was not available? Nicht verfügbar. 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 Okay. Leider ist Herr Schmidt nicht verfügbar. I can't see that. Verfügbar. Verfügbar. Leider ist Herr Schmidt nicht verfügbar. Or easier, leider ist Herr Schmidt nicht hier. Unfortunately, uh, Herr Schmidt is not here. And so maybe you're asked to phone back later. Können Sie später nochmal anrufen? Können Sie, as can you, später? Later. As in wie spät ist das? Ja. Yeah. So können Sie später? Nochmal or noch einmal? Again. Yes. Anrufen, anrufen, to, to call. call. Okay. Können Sie später nochmal, no, try that again. Können Sie später nochmal anrufen? Können Sie später nochmal anrufen? Okay, so I can say then, thank you and goodbye. Danke und auf Wiedersehen. Auf Wiederhören. Because you're not seeing the person, you're just hearing the person. Auf Wiederhören. Hören. Auf Wiederhören. Auf Wiederhören. Okay, danke und auf Wiederhören. Danke. Okay, we're going to take a short break there and we'll be back in just a moment. Du lernst Deutsch, natürlich. Aber vielleicht willst du auch eine andere Sprache lernen. Did you know that you can also learn French, Spanish, Italian and Chinese with Coffee Break? Or if you'd like a quick espresso shot of another language, you can try one of our 26 one-minute language courses from Arabic to Zulu. For all your language learning needs, go to coffeebreaklanguages.com. Music 
Small details are big surfaces. Tight corners are odd shapes. Flat, rounded, textured, or tall. Whatever your next project, there's a spray paint pattern that's just right. Because Rust-Oleum's new Custom Spray 5-in-1 gives you control with five different spray patterns. So you can tackle nooks, crannies, edges, and curves without worrying about drips, runs, uneven coverage, or anything else. Custom Spray 5-in-1. Only from Rust-Oleum. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Okay, let's get on with the lesson. Now, in just a moment, we're going to hear from our grammar guru, who's got some interesting information for us today. But before that, I'd like just to do a quick conversation based on what we've been talking about. So the situation is, I'm my name's Donald Mackay, and I am phoning a company to speak to Mr. Fisher. Okay. Guten Tag. Hotel am Berghof. Uh, guten Tag. Uh, darf ich mit Herrn Fischer sprechen? Mit wem spreche ich? Ich heiße Donald Mackay. Können Sie das buchstabieren? M-C-K-A-Y. Okay, danke. Einen Moment bitte. Leider ist Herr Fischer nicht verfügbar. Können Sie später noch einmal anrufen? Ja, uh, danke schön. Auf Wiederhören. Auf Wiederhören. Excellent. Now over to our grammar guru. Hello, grammar fans. This is your grammar guru speaking. And today I'm back to help you with a little grammar point that popped up a couple of lessons ago. If you think back to lesson 22, Tom has told us how to say that part of your body hurts. We had the relatively simple way of saying, I have a headache or I have earache, which was Ich habe Kopfschmerzen or Ich habe Ohrenschmerzen. But you'll remember that we can't use this construction for all parts of the body. Just like you wouldn't say I have handache in English. We'd be much more likely to say I have a sore hand or my hand hurts. And so that we can say this in German, Thomas introduced us to a new construction. Meine Hand tut mir weh. Which means something along the lines of my hand does to me hurt. What we're going to focus on in this lesson is the word mir, which is the dative form of the personal pronoun ich. In fact, you'll recognise the first and second person forms already, from when you're asking how someone is. Wie geht es dir? Or wie geht es ihnen? So dir and ihnen are the second person forms in the dative. And when you reply, you'd say mir geht es gut, for example, using the first person. What you're literally saying is, how goes it to you? And to me, it goes. This word mia is very useful. You use it to say, I am cold. To me, it is cold. Mia ist kalt. 
Of course, if you're talking about the weather, you say, es ist kalt. But if you're talking about yourself, then you need to say, it is cold to me. Mir ist kalt. We also heard in the lesson, mir ist windlich. To me, it is dizzy. Or, more naturally, I'm feeling dizzy. The dative forms of the personal pronouns are also used after certain verbs. These are often verbs which require an indirect object, like geben, meaning to give. You give something to someone. In English, when you use this verb, you need the subject, which is the person doing the giving, a direct object, which is the thing that that person is giving, and an indirect object, which is the person you're giving the thing to. So, for example, in the sentence, you give the book to me, you is the subject, the book is the direct object, and to me is the indirect object. You could also turn that around to say, you give me the book. But although we've changed the word order, the book is still the direct object, and me is still the indirect object. In German, then, that sentence would be, du gibst mir das Buch. You give to me the book. Du gibst mir das Buch. Another example would be Ich gebe dir das Buch. I give to you the book. Or I give the book to you. Ich gebe dir das Buch. So the idea here is that mir and dir really mean to me and to you. Even though we don't always say that in English. This is turning out to be a bit of a marathon grammar session, but stick with me, there's just one more thing to do. Now that we know when this dative form of the personal pronoun is used, it's time you learned the dative forms of all of the personal pronouns. What I'll do is give you the nominative form of each personal pronoun first, followed by its dative form. For the first person singular, the nominative form is ich, meaning I, and the dative, meaning to me, is mir. Then, for the second person singular, it's du for the nominative and dia for dative. The third person singular forms are, for the masculine, er in the nominative and im for the dative. And for the feminine, we have sie in the nominative and ihr in the dative. Then we have the plural forms, starting with the first person, wir in the nominative and uns in the dative. For the second person, we have the nominative ihr which changes to euch in the dative. You may recognise that word from the beginning of the lesson. Coffee break German, der Kurs, der euch hilft. The course that helps you. Finally, for the third person singular, as well as the formal second person forms, we have sie in the nominative and ihnen in the dative. Remembering to make the first letter a capital for the formal forms. I know that this is probably a lot to take in, but if you're using the lesson notes, we've provided a handy table, which you should be able to follow easily. And this will help you learn these pronouns more effectively. And with that, I'll hand you back to the studio. Bis bald! Now, just before we finish this episode, we're going to hand you over to Julia, our cultural correspondent. Over the past few episodes, not this one, but certainly the last episode and the one before that, we were looking at health, health and well-being. And Julia has an interesting topic to tell us about today. Over to you, Julia. Hallo Marc, grüß Gott Thomas und guten Tag an alle unsere Zuhörer. 
Ich bin's wieder, Julia, eure Kulturreporterin. And today I'm here with another cultural correspondent report for you. I thought I'd tell you a bit about the whole idea of Kurorte, which are spa towns, and play an important part in the health of native Germans, Swiss and Austrians. Let me tell you about Kurorte or Kurbäder, literally cure places or places where you can find a cure for health problems. These are spa towns or resorts which offer various forms of hydrotherapy, which can include cold or mineral water treatments or hot thermal baths. There are many Kuralte in the German-speaking parts of the world, many of which are called Bad something, like Bad Salzungen or Bad Liebenstein, and indeed the famous town of Baden-Baden. In order to achieve official Kurort status, the towns have to meet a certain number of requirements, including offering specific types of therapy based on the special soils or waters in the particular area. And of course, they have to be comfortable places for visitors with particular problems to visit. Not all Kuralters start with the word Bad. Other examples include Aachen, Wiesbaden and Heringsdorf. Different places offer different types of therapy. For example, Luftkurorte or Seebäder focus on air, Heilbäder focus on thermal treatments. Very often people with particular conditions can be prescribed a period of time in a Kurort for treatment and rehabilitation. For example, it's quite possible that a doctor could recommend a six-week stay in a Kurort for a patient overcoming a long illness or recuperating after an operation. The patient would spend a period of time in the Kurort, undergoing various thermal treatments, swimming, spending lots of time in the open air, and so on. The best thing is that this treatment can often be completely paid for through existing health insurance. There you have it, another text from me. And with that, it's back to the studio with Thomas and Mark. Tschüss! So it's been a busy lesson. We've learned about Kuata, we've looked at dative pronouns, and of course we've learned one of the most difficult things when using a foreign language, how to use the phone. Next time we're going to practice the spelling a little bit. And we'll also be taking a look at some other situations you may find yourself in while travelling in a German-speaking area. For now, that's it. Das reicht für heute. Das ist alles. Vielen Dank und bis zum nächsten Mal. Auf Wiederhören. This is a production of the Radiolingua Network. Find out more at radiolingua.com. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing to do, stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. It streamlines your processes to make your business more efficient, which makes you less busy. 
Mail checks, invoices, legal documents, and everything you need to keep your business running with Stamps.com. Seamlessly connect with every major marketplace and shopping cart. Schedule package pickups and see your cheapest and fastest shipping options from different carriers. With rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS rates. And with the Stamps.com mobile app, you can take care of mailing and shipping wherever you are. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Sign up with code PROGRAM for a 4-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's Stamps.com. Code PROGRAM.